Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I am your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Straightforward talk. This is the Christmas story edition of the show. So please come out and join me. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Truckers Podcast. I hope everybody out there has had a good weekend. Hope everybody out there uh, was doing what they're supposed to be doing, following the rules when we are out and about. But let's start off, ladies and gentlemen, with our thank yous, as I do to all of our workers, our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses, our paramedics and our police and our fire departments. We thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. And also thank you to my listeners and my guests and my followers. I thank you for taking the time out to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. So, here we are, Saturday or Sunday night, and this is the third evening. Um, you know, to share, you know, an inspirational Christmas story. And maybe you have a story that you would like to share from the Christmas past. More welcome to do that here on the Truckers Podcast. You're more welcome to call in and share a story. But a couple of great things has happened today around the world. And the number one exciting news is that the vaccine has been started to be distributed. Canada is the third country in the world to receive the vaccine. This is just terrific news. The other news around the world 
is that the electrical college had finished their vote for the next president of the United States, which we all knew anyways, which is Joe Biden. And here's something else that actually I find pretty comical. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the show. So I just mentioned, you know, about the uh, great news about the vaccine that is being distributed here around Canada and also the United States and also the, the uh, United Kingdom. This is great news. So, you know, about, um, you know, Christmases and how, you know, um, a lot of people out there, they have uh, family traditions. And um, so to try to, you know, try to get a, a, away from things, um, that is happening around the world, especially with this pandemic. Um, I thought it would be, you know, a, a great idea to share Christmas stories, you know, to hopefully, you know, lift uh, people's spirits. So, you know, when I was a kid, You know, I, I come from uh, a family of seven. And um, not soon right after Halloween, you know, here in Canada, the, the catalogs, the Christmas catalogs would come out in the mail. And here in Canada, it, it would be uh, the Eaton's catalog, Christmas catalog. You know, it was uh, Simpsons, the Christmas catalog came out, and Canadian Tire, their Christmas catalogs would come out. I couldn't wait, you know, to start looking through these through these catalogs to see, you know, what I what I want for Christmas, and. You know, it really wasn't hard to buy for me, you know, because at that time, I was really into trains and I was really into race car sets. And I'd be looking through the pages, you know, to, to get to the toy section and look and see what's there, you know, and then I would go to my mother and uh, I'd say, oh, you know, look at this. This is this is new this year. This this race car set is new this year. And she says, she looks at it and she says, well, that's, you know, kind of expensive, you know, for Santa to make. 
you know, and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a kid, you know, I'm thinking, Santa can make it, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that Santa can do that, you know, so, you know, that was always, that was, so that year, you know, um, that race car set, you know, I was set on that, you know, so after the Santa Claus parade, you know, Santa Claus, then he, he goes uh, to the stores. You know, back then there was no such thing as, we didn't have malls back then. You know, everybody went downtown shopping. So Santa Claus, you know, he was either at Eaton's or he was at Simpson's department store. And when I think about it now, I think back and, you know, he's generally at both at the same time. You know, because I tell my friends the next day, oh, I went to, my mom took me to, to see Santa Claus, you know, at, at, uh, at Eaton's, you know, last night. And my friends will go and say, Oh, my mom and dad took me to, to Simpsons to see Santa Claus last night. And I was like, how could that even possible? How could that even be possible? How could Santa Claus be in two different places at the same time? And I asked my mother that. I don't know if I caught her off guard, you know? And she's like, you know, Santa Claus is magic. One minute he can be in one place and the next minute he can be in another place. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense because Santa Claus can do the whole world in one night. I thought, yeah, my mom's right. She's right, he's magical. So I thought, well, that's cool. You know, my friend got to see him the same night I did in two different places. You know, and then Christmas Eve, you know, we would, my parents would gather up all seven of us and we'd go see my dad's side of the family, you know, which they, they lived a half an hour in, a, in another town away from the big city. It was called a town at the same, at, at that time, it was called the town of St. Thomas. Now it's the city of St. Thomas because it got bigger. So that was part of the Christmas Eve that we would go and uh, visit his side of the family. Of course, we get to see grandma and grandpa as well. You know, that was always, that was always uh, exciting. You know, because she always bought us something. You know, so we got to open gifts Christmas Eve at grandma's. And um, 
you know, it was, you know, uh, pajamas or it was socks or it was a sweater, you know, which was super nice. You know, and all the, the grandchildren, you know, so there'd be seven on our side and there'd be another six on the other side or whatever. I think it was something like that, you know. And we're all opening up these gifts and, and you know, that's what it would be. And that, and that was great. And then the ride home, you know, I was, I'd be in the car and I'm thinking, boy, I, you know, I don't know, Santa, I know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, so I'm like, I'm sure I was, I was going to get that race car Santa. Because I know Santa could, could make it. Didn't matter, you know, how much it would cost Santa to do that. You know? So Christmas morning, you know, whoever was up first got the rest of us up. And every Christmas morning, we'd quietly go down the stairs to our parents' bedroom door. The setup, the seven of us, would sing, we wish you a Merry Christmas. That's how our Christmas morning started off. Those are the Christmases that uh, I always remember and that they were just a lot of fun, you know, and so by doing these, these, these Christmas shows, you know, started Saturday night and going, you know, from the 12th to the 24th, so the 12 days of Christmas, you know, just to share some, some Christmas cheer with my listeners and that. So, and there, there is a, there is a story here. I should be able to find it um, fairly quickly here. And, and this one here, you know, I, I found uh, uh, humorous. It was an incident at the Cabela's, a sporting goods store. Now, you know, in the United States, uh, um, that's what they, uh, you have the Cabela's, the outdoor store, the fishing and boating and all that stuff. So. A woman goes into the Cabela's, like the Bass Pro Shop that we have here in Canada, to buy a rod and reel for her grandson's Christmas present. And she doesn't know which one to get, so she just grabs one and goes over to the counter. A Cabela's associate is standing there wearing dark shades. She says, excuse me, sir, 
Can you tell me anything about this rod in Reno? And the gentleman says, ma'am, I'm completely blind. But if you drop it on the counter, I can tell you everything from the sound it makes. She doesn't believe him, but drops it on the counter anyway. He says, that's a six foot Shakespeare graphite rod with a Zebco 404 reel and 10 pound test line. It's a good all around combination. And it's on sale this week for only 20 bucks. And the woman says, it's amazing that you could tell all that just by the sound of it dropping on the counter. I'll take it, she says. And she opens her purse, her credit card drops to the floor. Oh, that sounds like a MasterCard, he says. She bends down to pick it up and accidentally parts. At first, she's really embarrassed, but then realizes there's no way the blind clerk could tell it was she who tooted. Being blind, he wouldn't know that she was the person, the only person around. The man rings up the sale and says, that'll be $34.50, please. The woman is totally confused by this and asks, didn't you tell me the rod and reel were on sale for $20? How did you get $34.50? He replies, yes, ma'am. The rod and reel are $20, but the duck call is $11, and the catfish bait is $3.50. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. That's a kind of funny story. That one there, that was really good. Yeah, that was a funny one. But like I said, you know, you want to share a story, um, you're more than welcome to. Now, of course, I had uh, other ones on here. Find them in just a second. Out of that one there, go back into my favorites. So, and oh yeah, and also too, um, one thing um, that our father, or well, our parents did at Christmas time is uh, for the boys. I mean, because I mean, we, here in Canada, I mean, we just love the game of hockey. You know. It's a Canadian invented sport. And one thing for certain, 
at Christmas time, we knew that Santa Claus would bring us each a and a roll of hockey tape and a puck. You know, now watching hockey, Saturday Night Hockey on CBC television, watching the Toronto Maple Maple Leafs play, whatever team it was. You know, and back then we didn't, you know, um, there was probably at that time 10 teams at the most. And um, so I'd always, you know, but, you know, it was, uh, you know, say Toronto was playing, you know, the Boston Bruins that night, you know, and I'd be, you know, I'd be watching, you know, um, Bobby Orr, you know, and, I, and, I, and I'd be looking at the hockey stick he's using and, you know, see how he take the handle and how he take the blade. And I would try to do that myself. You know, and of course, it never always you know, turns out the same way as, uh, you know, the professional hockey players, you know, taping their sticks, you know. And even back then, you know, their sticks really, you know, they were wooden hockey sticks. You know, not like the, like the graphite sticks they use today, you know. They had a very small curve on them, and they were wooden hockey. So, you know, we, we, we certainly, you know, and then, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning, my brothers and myself were out on the, uh, on the street. You know, we'd have this fresh fallen snow overnight Christmas Eve, and we'd be shoveling off the road. So we could get into a game of hockey. And I would use that hockey stick every single day. And that blade would get thinner and thinner. The tape would be coming off and tear off the old tape and get some more hockey tape and then tape it up. You know, I'd use that stick until there was very let no blade and until it actually broke off. You know, so that was, um, that was really good. Now this story is, um, was not really that long. I have actually, I haven't read this one here. We'll go through this Christmas story and it's the Christmas spirit strikes again. I always dreamed of pulling off the surprise prank of a lifetime. You know the kind you see on TV or laugh about late night with friends. Well, thanks to a little determination, some luck, and some generous helping of Christmas spirit, my dream became 
a reality. My family is Canadian, although my sister moved down to Australia a few years ago to study speech pathology. She was graduating just before Christmas, but due to my own scholar schedule back home, I would not be able to make it down in time for her graduation. She was understandably disappointed, and I felt guilty that I wasn't able to be there for her on the most special of occasions. While I was talking to my supervisor the, the week before my sister's graduation, the conversation drifted towards Christmas plans. When I mentioned that I would be missing my sister's graduation by less than 48 hours, she commented, well, if you want to go, I have no problem with it, so go ahead. I couldn't believe my luck. I nearly jumped for joy. Just make sure you get permission from Adam, she added. My heart sank. The administration at my school was notorious for denying any sort of time off request. And last minute, last minute please, would undoubtedly draw nothing but error. I almost didn't bother asking. Welcome to the show. This is the Tucker's Podcast. I'm your host, Doug. So I'm just out here sharing some Christmas stories. And this one here is the Christmas spirit strikes again. So, where did I leave off here? I knew that this would be a waste of time. Plus, I knew the answer already. The answer would be no. But something in me decided to try, just in case. Maybe it was the hope that the Christmas spirit would somehow permit the administration office at this time of year. When I returned home to find the association dean's reply in my mailbox, I steeled my, myself for disappointment. I gritted my teeth opened the email and started to read and reread and reread just to make sure I'd understand approval. I could actually go. I rubbed my eyes. There must be a mistake. But no, I was flabbergasted. There was no logical explanation. I couldn't believe my luck. The only explanation I could possibly come up with was the Christmas spirit had been lurking in the heart of my associate dean 
when she read my request. Immediately, I called the airline. Miraculously, even during the busy Christmas season, I was able to change my ticket to arrive the day before my sister's graduation. With this, with news this fantastic, I was bursting to tell my sister, but fingers on the dial, I paused. Wouldn't it be so much more fantastic if I could surprise her? I pictured myself showing up, knocking on her door. What a state of shock she would be in. I laughed gleefully to myself as I pictured her face when she opened the door and saw me. She loves pranks and practical jokes in all sorts. Pulling off a prank like this would be certainly the ultimate gift. And if I were successful, she'd probably be more excited about my unconventional arrival than even my attendance at her graduation. Slowly, the idea evolved in my mind. For a surprise of this grand, a scale, I needed much more dramatic arrival than just the ring of the doorbell. For me, Christmas's prices are like presents, or at least boxes. What if I could arrive in a box? I started to Then brilliant struck. Getting delivered in a box to my sister's house by carriers? I knew if I pulled this off, my presence at her graduation and my grand arrival would be the best Christmas present I could ever give my sister. No one appreciates a prank like a prankster. Although I was leaving in less than 72 hours. I frantically jumped on my computer in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, and started Googling courier companies. One of the first I came across, and the only one willing to go along with my Christmas surprise, was Couriers Please. At first, the branch manager said no, pointing out that Christmas was their busiest season and he couldn't spare a carrier for this rather unorthodox request. But he suddenly and inexplicably warmed up to the idea and actually volunteered to dress up and deliver me himself. Christmas spirit strikes again. <laughs> this is getting really good here. Upon arrival in Australia, the manager met me in, in full uniform, but that wasn't all. He brought one of his own carriers, plus a carrier's please band, along for the ride as well. 
they even had a reinforced box prepared for me that they'd already tested at the office. I thought it'd be easiest to walk up to the doorway and then jump into the box while they rang the doorbell. But no, they insisted. My sister might see me through the window and they certainly didn't want to jeopardize my Christmas prize. Instead, they parked a few hundred meters up the street where they loaded me in the box and carried me all the way up to my sister's, where they rang the doorbell and announced they had a delivery for her. I couldn't see the look on my sister's face as she opened the door to carriers with a surprise delivery, but I could tell from her voice that she was more than a little perplexed. This soon morphed into utter disbelief and shock when the box was opened and she saw her saw her oldest sitter sitting inside, smiling up at her. She was at a complete loss of words. And I'll never forget the look on her face as she opened those flaps on the box. It was such a gift to be able to attend my sister's graduation and to show her my love by giving her the most unique, unconventional Christmas present in the history of our family. It was a memory both she and I will cherish forever. It's also served as a lesson for me. Never ever underestimate the power of Christmas spirit. It can move hearts, minds, and yes, even people in boxes. Now that was a pretty awesome story. That was pretty awesome. The Christmas spirit strikes again. Yep. I mean, what a what an imagination. And and actually go ahead and do it. And it all panned out. Myself, I would never come up with an idea like that. No, we wouldn't even come up with an idea like that. What's a, a another uh, funny story? This is, you know, back when I was uh, doing long haul trucking with a buddy of mine, we were teaming, and the trip would take us down to um, Phoenix on the 30th of December and up to Las Vegas for the 31st of, uh, of December for New Year's Eve. And we were like, yeah, we were like really excited about this. 
So a few days before we're getting ready to do this run, I'm out buying new shoes, I'm out buying new pants, new shirt, tie. You know, we're going to be in Las Vegas on New Year's Eve. This is going to be great. So along our travels, you know, we're, you know, into the next day on, on the Sunday. And uh, my buddy was driving. And uh, when it was my turn to take over, he says to me, he says, you know, while you were sleeping, I got a call from our dispatch. And the uh, customer in Las Vegas wants his delivery on the 30th instead of the 31st. I'm thinking to myself, how could this be? That wasn't the plan. But our dispatch said, fine. You know, Las Vegas will get their delivery on the 30th, and we'd have to go down to Phoenix for the 31st. Disappointed, yes. I thought, what are we going to do in Phoenix? You know, maybe we go to a bar or something, you know, whatever, you know. But we knew that it obviously wasn't going to be the same. So I went to I went to the uh, to the store and bought. Uh, uh, some beer and we're sitting around drinking some beer and he says to me why don't we just fly to Vegas I said really on New Year's Eve fly from Phoenix to Las Vegas we we'll probably won't even get a flight out of here oh he booked solid well, all he says, all we can do is try. I said, okay. You make the phone calls and see what happens. So he's calling the airlines. No, sir, sorry, we're booked. I don't know how many airlines he, he, he called, but they said no. I'm sorry. We're all booked. So that was that. We're sitting there drinking our beers. And uh, I thought, okay, well, you know what? You know, this is it. You know, our New Year's plan, you know, it's just not, it's just not going to happen. So, you know, New Year's Day, thinking, okay, well, We'll call up this batch and, and see if, uh, you know, what they want us to do. They just want to sit here in Phoenix or they just, you know, wanted to start heading back towards Canada. And they said, yeah, you can start making your way back. You know, there's no rush. Take your time, you know, on the second. Hopefully you can, you know, stop somewhere for the night and 
get a hold of us on a second and let us know where you are and you know we'll see what we gets right out of there. So we started driving and, and we're and we're sitting there talking about it. And he says, you know, yeah, we didn't get a flight out of Phoenix to go to Las Vegas. But why didn't we just rent a car? Imagine that. Could have just rented a car and drove from Phoenix to Las Vegas. And it didn't even dawn on us. You know, because we were we were so focused on the original plan and then come up with a new plan on how we we're gonna get there. And renting a car wasn't even on our mind. Hung over, I was just laughing. True story, true story, too funny. So I thank you for coming out here and joining me and listening to my little story, two little stories actually, in the story that I just told here. I thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And um, so every evening, you know, so be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, 9 p.m. I'll be out here again with some some Christmas cheer, some, some Christmas stories. And of course, my regular weekend programming on Saturday in the morning time, I have the Saturday morning show. And then it'll be in the evening again when I share the Christmas stories right up to the 24th of December. That'll be probably an earlier evening one because people want to just be with, with family and stuff like that. So um, it'll probably be on the 24th. The show will probably be about a half an hour, you know, so we can, you know, be with family. And then in, in the new year, um, you know, the Truckers Podcast will be, I guess it'll be January the 3rd, 2021. It'll be uh, one year that I have been out here. And I'll come up with, with something with something for that. But that's, you know, after New Year's. So but thank you for coming out here and joining me. So we'll get those thank yous out there. And thank you to my listeners and my follow my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of your evening to join me here on the Truckers Podcast and a round of applause to you.
and also to all of the working people out there and our essential workers and our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses, our paramedics and our police and our fire department. I thank you. We thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed this evening's episode. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Have a great evening, everybody. And if you can, please join me tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Thank you and good night.